is episode number 101 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And if you were with us in our previous podcast, that's our Centennial podcast, we spotlighted a video that was put out by Mike Winger and Alan Parr that discusses who the Hebrew Israelites really were. And we actually answered and addressed some of those issues and those misconceptions that have been brought out about Hebrew Israelites. So we continue our discussion about this particular podcast that we feature. So stay tuned. We're going to continue on. This is part two of They Aren't Who They Say We Are. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. Can we just laugh now? This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. <laughs> Man, as much as we're as hard as we try. Yeah, I know. You know, we have um we have encountered some stuff on the internet and podcasts that are completely out of line with scripture, out of line with the understanding of Yahweh's exiled empire. Yahweh's exiled empire is the Hebrew nation of Israel dispersed, as he said would happen, to the four corners of the earth. To my knowledge, there are, have been three exiles that have been recorded. Absolutely. The Babylonian exile, mm -hmm. the Syrian exile. Yes. And the diaspora that the Most High pronounced upon Israel when he said that I will spill you out of the land that has taken place and Hebrew Israel is in the four corners of the world. Yeah, yeah. The big question on the table is how Hebrew Israel is defined by text and also by understanding who we are. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem that we have with this narrative of uh, Hebrew Israelites is coming to understand as we talked about in the prior podcast which Mr. Parr brought up indicating that there are different camps of Hebrew Israelites and there are yes the one that he is specifically talking about that probably he has come in contact with uh, while he tries to sound like an authoritarian on Hebrew Israelites are the purple and gold yeah. Hebrew Israelites mm -hmm. who are part of Mr. Parr's camp. Yeah. Christianity. They're, they're, they, they, embrace, yeah. they embrace the Christian text which is Greek Mm -hmm. And they embrace uh, Jesus Christ, sure, and all that. Sure, those are not pure Hebrews. Mm. Now, as I mentioned in the first podcast, 
and as Mr. Parr and uh, Mr. Wiener, uh, I think Wiener expresses that their encounter with Hebrew Israelites is that they're angry. Well, I'm here. I, I want to open this once again to allow you to know that purists, Hebrew purists as we are, we're not angry. We're not going to shout at you. We have a we have a deep respect for the foreigner mm -hmm. because the mitzvot that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel requires us yes. to have respect for the foreigner. Remember that you were once a foreigner in, in Mitzrayim. Yes. So he requires us by mitzvah to honor the foreigner. So, and I, and I have to talk about, I want to talk about foreigners. I don't want to talk about race. Mm. Because text, text does not deal with race. Sure does Text deals with nations. That's correct. Now, if we know who those nations are, mm -hmm. we can we can place a a a a color swatch to them. Sure, but we don't have to we don't have to make this a race issue because it's not a race issue. Correct, correct. It's a national nation issue. Mm -hmm. So we're not angry. We're not going to shout. We have a respect for the Akhenazis. Sure, absolutely. Um, and that is because they are the ones who have um, preserved our language and our culture. Mm -hmm. However, uh, and before I go to the however, the things that we say about the Akhenazis are not hatred nor are they anti-Semitic. Correct. For us to be anti-Semitic, we would have to be very much against our father, Father Avraham, mm -hmm. who in uh, Bereshit, which is Genesis chapter number 10, I do believe it is, mm -hmm. where after or during the war or before the war, when Lot was captured, Sure. The text says, go tell Avraham the Hebrew. Correct. That's in, that's in text. That's in Bereshit chapter 10. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Yeah, it actually is. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And beautiful so piece of history. In for order us. for us to be anti-Semitic, we would have to be against Father Avraham. Mm -hmm. Father Avraham comes from the lineage of Shem. Yes. Shem is, and one of sons, Shem's sons is named Eber, out of which Father Abraham and Terah, his father, come as progenitors of connected to Shem. Yes. So if you're connected to Shem, that makes you a Shemite. So if you're Shemite, you can't be anti-Shematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and finish your thought. I was going to share something beautiful about uh, our ancestor, uh, Avraham. He's, he's such an 
influential person in, in our in our history, and I think it's it's germane. I think to where a lot of people are. But I want you to go ahead, go ahead. Now, your thought. you have to go back into Bereshit uh, once again, uh, chapter ten, I think it is, and look at the genealogies of the sons of Noah, mm-hmm. Yefat, which to you who don't know Hebraic language is Japhat. Mm-hmm. In the lineage of Japhat, you will find a name of a people that's called Oxenaz. Mm-hmm. These are the Oxenazis that come from the loins of Japhat. They don't come from Shem. Mm-hmm. So in order for someone to, to be anti-Semitic, they would have to be saying things about the Hebrew people of that come out of the loins of, of Father Abraham. Abraham, yeah. The Oxenazis don't come out of the loins of Father Abraham. That's not hate. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. You can go read that's that. That's scriptorial fact. Correct. And the many, the multitude of people who are clamoring about anti-Semitism are not any individuals who have any. They do not have any knowledge mm-hmm. about scriptorial texts. Yeah, yeah. None. Zero. They have none. Zero. Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to make his point made about hate, anti-Semitic hate. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I would venture to say, and I'm going on a little because I don't know this, but, but I guarantee you he hasn't read a text of scripture. Neither does he have any understanding of the Masoretic text. Yeah, or anybody in his camp that actually couldn't. So anyway, yeah, making, making, making all of that clear, mm-hmm. making all that clear, we can now move forward and once again in sharing this mm. particular podcast with uh, Mike Weiner and, and Alan Parr. Alan you Parr, were going to yeah. say something before we started? Yeah, I was going to um, say something about Father Abraham because I'm actually going through one of the apocryphal books right now called The Testament or The Revelation of Abraham. And in that revelation, it really gives you a, a, some insight onto uh, Abraham's upbringing. And one of the things that you notice while reading that is that Abraham grew up in a house, which is kind of implied already. His father is uh, Terah, and he is an idol worshiper. And through the event of asking questions and the event of actually trying to understand what all of these idols are all about, he comes into the understanding because his upbringing in his house is not monotheism. The upbringing in his house is where it's polytheism. Yes. Where there's multiple gods in his house. Yes. And it's the influence of his father that puts that on him. But he comes into the understanding of the Most High through deductive reasoning. Yes. And you see that through the uh, this apocryphal book called the the Revelation of 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 Abraham. It's 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 a beautiful thing. But again, I only bring that up to say what we're trying to do is logically go through this step by step because unbeknownst to some people, you are in a polytheistic style of divinic worship because you have multiple, multiple gods that you're serving. And so all we're trying to do is provide clarity just in this particular form and do it logically and try to answer some of these questions because, again, these two individuals, I would say, you know, now, fall into that camp. Yeah, now as you listen to Mr. Parr speak, he speaks with a voice as though he is an authority on Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I want to set, I want to set the, the understanding clear. Mm-hmm. He is not. That's correct. Yeah. And 
while he's not an authority on Hebrew Israelites, he's also not an authority on what Torah is because he's defined Torah mm-hmm. as just the first five books of the book. That's not Torah. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You want to know what Torah is, you have to ask a pure Hebrewist what Torah is. Yeah. And I'm not even sure you can ask an Ashkenazi what Torah is because <laughs> I'm not sure they even know. Yeah, they might give you the same cookie-cutting answer as the first yeah. five five yeah. books. And again, yeah. I don't think we're picking, just before you start, we're not picking on Alan Parr himself or this uh, or Mike Winger. It's just that this particular video uh, is really the proxy for all of what's coming out of social media about us. Yes. And it's just this particular one that we chose. It's not a dig on him like we're, no. singling him out no and further to, to make for, further clarification um the language in in this podcast if you ever listen to it seems to be trying to establish a norm correct yeah for hebrew israelites and i want to be clear that purest pure hebrew israelites don't fit inside the norm that this podcast is trying to establish yes you and i are purists. Mm-hmm. We're purists from 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 inside. We and from and the root to and, the fruit. and the narrative of where this podcast is coming from. We've been there before. Yeah, absolutely. So so we're not talking about something that we're not familiar with and don't know. We know. Let's go. Sure. All right. A moment. Now let's get into some good stuff here about them. What are some of their beliefs? Now this gets very very interesting, and hopefully you'll see after I go through this how easy it is for cults to emerge and how they can take certain parts of the Bible and draw out a theology that is from a complete misinterpretation of it. So here's the idea, guys. Hebrew Israelites believe that some people of color are the lost tribes of Israel. And they primarily derive this from a misinterpretation of Deuteronomy 28. Now, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from here just so that you can see how they twist them and how they misunderstand them. And you can hopefully get an idea of how they come to the conclusion that they, African people, people of color, are the lost tribes of Israel. Okay, so I'm reading from the King James. I don't normally always, but I'm going to read from the King James so you can see how they're going to get it. So Deuteronomy 28, 41, it says this. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Now, let me explain and give you the the, the breakdown. Deuteronomy 28 is a chapter where God, through the prophet Moses, is telling his people, you have a choice, blessings or cursings. If you do what is right and you follow God, these blessings will follow you. But if you disobey God, then you can expect these curses to follow you. What the Hebrew Israelite does is that they read this passage of scripture. Then they look at the black context, the African context of slavery, the transatlantic slave trade. And they read that context or that experience, I want to make it clear, back into the text, and they say that Deuteronomy 28 is not prophesying this to the nation of Israel. No, 
Deuteronomy 28 is prophesying all of these things about African people. All right. Dang, there's a lot of to there's, unpack there. there yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff in there that um, um, requires a um, an enema. Okay, <laughs> a good one too. <laughs> Let's understand that the first thing is that there are a lot of cults in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And some of those cults have been very divisive. Mm -hmm. They have been injurious to people. People have died. Sure. Two of them, historically, the Jim Jones cult. Yes. The um, uh, uh, Texas. Uh, David Koresh. David Koresh mm -hmm. uh, cult in the name of Christianity. So sure. there are a lot of cults. So you can't, you can't jump out there and say things about Hebrew Israelites in general mm -hmm. in terms of being a cult. I have not read, neither have I seen in national news, any Hebrew Israelite camp uh, associated in a cult form that has been injurious mm. to any group of, to any people. In other words, people haven't died right. becoming Hebrew Israelites. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's quite the adverse situation. And yeah, people haven't been pinned up. Now let's let's talk about let's talk about Seven Day Adventist mm -hmm. um, is cult, mm. is cultic. Um, there are other Christian uh, denominations that are cultic in which that you can't do anything uh, without the permission of the group of people to which that you are. Mm. Uh, joined with mm -hmm. we're purists and purists are not a cult and if you refer to a purist as a cult then you're on very dangerous ground of becoming blasphemous why is that so because the purists we as purists we are we adopt to and we are strictly in line with the voice of the one who has created all things the most high. The question becomes one, what did the opulent spirit say to Mashe? Mm -hmm. What did Mashe say to the children of Israel? Because that group of people that he spoke to the children of Israel, generation after generation after generation from which that what he spoke has been handed down, sure. came from the mouth of the Most High. Mm -hmm. So if you now call, call all Hebrew Israelites a cult and you put us in that link, you're, you're blaspheming the words of the Most High. Agreed. These are the words that he spoke in, in Bamidbar chapter number 15 and verse 15. And this is going to speak to a lot of, this particular verse here is going to speak to a lot of things that people have to say about Jesus Christ having done away with the law. Mm. Let's, let's read it. Okay. For this community... There will be the same law for you as for the, the foreigner, foreigner living with you, period. Mm -hmm. It's a semicomma, but that acts as a period. 
This is a permanent regulation through all your generations. Mm -hmm. Question is, how long do generations run? Through all your generations. Permanent. Now, the, ne the question we have to ask, is Israel, is Hebrew Israel still alive and functioning in the world hemisphere? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. The foreigner is to be treated the same way before Yahweh as mm -hmm. yourselves. The same Torah standard of judgment will apply to both you and the foreigner living with you. Mm -hmm. We're not a cult. Now, with that being said, we can't just say that all melanated, well, I'm going to use the term melanated people because okay. you have you have melanated people and you have non-melanated people. Mm -hmm. So let's use the term melanated people as opposed to <clears throat> the term that Mr. Parr uses is black. The diaspora out of the land that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel started long before the transatlantic trans slave trade. Mm -hmm. Started long before that. Way before, yeah. So you have, you have people in various parts of the world that are Hebrew. Yes. And just because you don't know who they are, you can't put a pigeonhole on them and say, well, all Hebrew Israelites believe that Deuteronomy chapter 28 is talking about them because they're black. No, mm. no, that's, that's not the case. That's right. That's right. That's right. I would ask you, I would ask Mr. Parr a question. Mm -hmm. Name me a group of people anywhere in the world mm where Devarim chapter 28 verses 16 to 68 apply to who mm. what what group of people does that particular text apply to just tell me yeah other than the obvious just tell me what what group of people in the world mm -hmm. does Devarim 28 16 to 68 apply to absolutely it's not just to the diaspora of the transatlantic slave trade it's 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 germane to the fact that history scriptorial history defines who hebrew israel is Simply, while well, he wants to, yeah, you, you, you best want to know who, the, who all the black people are in, in text. No, who are all the melanated people mm -hmm. in text? Yeah. And text defines who the melanated people are. Exactly. Yeah, it does. I think one of the, one of the, the good points that you led with in starting this podcast was understanding that uh, really this diaspora is germane to the people that are here in the United States and in the Western world. Yeah, you could attribute it to, uh, let me say this, the transatlantic slave trade is just a leg of this last 
diaspora that we're in. Yes. It, that is germane. That text that we're talking about is not specific to the transatlantic slave trade no. or the Indian Ocean slave trade. No. That's, it's a part of the whole entire of the, piece of the Babylonian. Yes. It's, it's, it's everything that's once we got kicked out of, out the, of land, the land, all these things went into effect. So I'm simply saying this may not be the last diaspora where we get dispersed to. It may be something else that comes after it in order for the Most High to get us get us our attention to come back to Him. So, any any individual that's that's claiming this is is and being specific and saying it's it's the transatlantic slave trade. I challenge, but I actually want to bring up something that um, by definition I looked this up while you were speaking on what the definition of a cult actually is. And when you read the definition of a cult, we don't even apply to that. It says a, a cult, which is a noun. Is a system of religious vernation and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. That fits more of what is going on on the screen here more than that, that fits us. Well, let's put it. Let's say it. That fits more to Christianity than it does to the purists because we as purists are not worshiping a figure. Yes. We we pay homage to the absolute, all-existent, one, opulent one who was called El, mm -hmm. who was called the Mighty One. Right. Is defined as the Mighty One. Who is not a man. Who is not a man. <laughs> so, right. So we can't, we can't fall into a cult. Neither do we make anybody. Nobody is made to adhere to anything. Exactly. It is, a, it is a desire of an individual's heart within the fiber of our community. You can, it's, it's just like Mashe said as mm -hmm. taught Israel. Mm -hmm. I set before you two choices. Mm -hmm. Life and death. You choose. Exactly. It's so not that's, not, that, that's, that's not, listen, listen, listen. Mache is not the Mache is not the WWF. He's not the World Wrestling Federation where he's trying to make Israel adhere to the rules and regulations of the Most High. And neither do we. Right. He ain't gonna put you. In we follow the same pattern that our opulent that our master teacher Mache has given us. So we're not a cult. Exactly. exactly. Now, did he talk about lost tribes there? Um, I know, he talked about the cult, and he talked about that being germane to uh, this particular one. Your your kids are gonna, you're not gonna be with them anymore, and they're gonna be ripped apart okay. from you. Okay, okay, that's that where we stopped. Okay, yeah. right. So do, now let's read it through their lens again. They thou thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Doesn't that sound like the transatlantic slave trade? And this, the 400 years of slavery that African people were taken from Africa, brought over against our will, sons and daughters, we... Mm. Now, understand something. While he's talking about people being, being brought out of Africa, um, Israel, Jerusalem, mm -hmm. is in the, what, the north? East corner, northeast corner starts at the the bottom, or you want to say the bottom of of uh, Eretz Israel starts in the in the northeast corner of Africa, right around where uh, uh, Mitzrayim or Egypt is, and it extends north into the Middle East, 
and goes as far as the Euphrates River as it's defined in the covenant between the Most High and Abraham when he tells him where the land actually is. So that is the place we were dispersed out of. Yeah, yeah. That happens to be, well, Egypt is in the continent. Africa, yeah. You know, so so it's not just it's not just all of Africa right. is involved. Right. We have them, but we can't enjoy them because sons and daughters and families were separated from one another when we went into what? Captivity or bondage or slavery. So they will they will look at the text in Deuteronomy 28 and say this is a prophecy about us, about African people, not the nation of Israel. Well, this is a prophecy. This is a prophecy that the Most High spoke to Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. The prophecy is to Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm. period. Exactly. Mr. Parr does not know who Hebrew Israel is. Yeah. Here's another thing that I've noticed about the tone of this whole entire piece that I want to address is that we don't look, he used the term lens. We don't look at this text in Devarim 28 as to play the victim card on our people. Devarim 28 is a reflection of a spanking that we have been taking because of the fact that we have not been compliant to the Torah mitzvot that the Most High has said. So using this and making it strictly germane about the transatlantic slave trade and woe is us and yada, 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 and all these atrocities, we don't look at it that way. Yeah, because the issue is is that um, the transatlantic slave trade did not just um, affect Uh, melanated people out of Africa to the United States, there are more uh, Africans uh, deported into um, South America America and uh, other places that are are on that on that on that trail or that river or that that sea run from the continent from the continent over to the west side that there are, and as a matter of fact, there are more Africans that have been deported into Brazil than to the United States. States. Yeah. And, and that started happening not with, that started happening with the Portuguese. Sure. Absolutely. And then after the Portuguese started their their little deal, then came the uh, came the uh, I think the, the French and the Dutch, well, the, well, the Oxenazis, uh, yeah. oh uh, yeah, and the and the Dutch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, come on, know your history. <laughs> the nation of Israel, but we are the nation of Israel. We are the true tribes of Israel. We're the lost tribes of Israel. Let's keep going. Now let's talk about the lost tribe. Okay, Pyrrhus are not lost. We're not lost. Mm. We're not lost. <laughs> not at all. You're standing, we, you're sitting we, right we know, in front of we, me. You we know lost. where we are. <laughs> right. They're, they are in exile just as scripture text has stated. Mm-hmm. Hebrew text is not just about Babylonian Syrian and Syrian exile, but also about this diaspora out of the land, just as the Most High said would happen, and is validated by the prophets. Sure. Devarim chapter 4, verse 27. Mm-hmm. Devarim chapter 28, 
verse 64, Yahweh says, I will scatter you among the peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known. Among these nations you will not find repose, and there will be no rest for the sole of your foot. Rather, Yahweh will give you their anguish of heart, dimness of eyes, apathy of spirit your life will hang in doubt before you you will be afraid night and day and have no assurance that you will stay alive in the morning you will say oh how i wish i were it were evening and in the evening you would say oh how i wish it were morning because of the fear overwhelming your heart and the sights and the sights your eyes will see now i don't know I don't know, I don't know any other people, and let me put this in, let me, let me put this clear. I don't know any other people on the face of the globe, and I'm talking about melanated people. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about black people, mm -hmm. I'm talking about melanated people. Mm -hmm. And melanated people take on all different hues of melanation. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between the hues of the melanated man and the man that is not melanated. Sure. So the melanated man, on the face of this globe, this particular text in Devarim 28, tell me, come on, come on, Mr. Parr, tell me what other group of people can you name that fits this mm -hmm. from day one to this very day yeah and this is pan-hebrewism that we're talking about we're talking about like you said across the whole entire world this is not germane to the united states all right deuteronomy 28 64 and 65 and the lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even until the other, and to the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. Yeah, even I read that text. Yeah, exactly. so yes, Mr. Parr, I read that text. Like this and say, you know what? Weren't we as Africans scattered among all the people from one end of the earth, Africa, to the other, right? America, Right. So this must be referring to us. We are the true tribes of Israel. We are the lost tribes of Israel. Now, let's make sure because I already already indicated that America is not the only place where the diaspora has taken place. Sure. The Most High said that he would scatter you to the corners. Correct. Of the universe, of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one place. America is not the only place. Right, right. Right? So that's why they call themselves Hebrew Israelites. Now I'll go to this in just a second. Let me go to another one. And among these nations, now watch this, thou shalt find no ease. Was it ease? Now, I, 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 let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. <laughs> is that not True. It is 100% true. It is 100% true. Are, if you are listening to this podcast, ask yourself a question. Is that statement in text not true as it applies to melanated people? Yeah. And so you're going to have two different, I can already tell, you're going to have two different perspectives. Melanated people will say yes, and I'm pretty sure non-melanated people will say, well, what are you talking about? And that's because you haven't experienced exactly. it. Exactly. So to, to downplay it, to say, 
to get, you know, people on your side to say, okay, well, it's not really a real thing and you're getting melanated people to do it. Does it make it valid just because you get somebody melanated to say it? Let, 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 uh, let me do it just a sidetrack before okay. we get back in there. All right. I heard a story about a young boy living with his mother, his father, his uncle, and his grandfather. Mm -hmm. The young lad painted his face black, mm. went in and said to his mother, he's a white, he's a, he was a non-melanated, he was non-melanated, non mm -hmm. went in to his mother, said, look, I'm black. She slapped him. Mm. She said, you need to go talk to your father. Mm. He goes in, he talks to his father. Father slaps him. Says, what are you doing? Mm. He says, you need to go talk to your grandfather. He goes and talks to his grandfather. His grandfather looks at him and he slaps him. His mm. grandfather says, you need to go talk to your uncle. He goes and talks to his uncle and his uncle slaps him. And finally he comes back to his mother and his mother's asking, she says, so what have you learned? He says, I've <laughs> learned that I hate you people already. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go on. Let's uh, move. But let's, it's the truth. It is the truth. Yeah, let's, and let's, matter of fact, he even knows that. Yeah. He knows that emphatically. Yes, yes, yes. Easy to be in slavery as an African person in 400 years? No, it wasn't. These verses, they will claim, are talking about the plight and the experience of African people and not the nation of Israel. Now, let me backtrack. How does he know that? How do you know that he's that they're that they're talking about black people and not Hebrew Israelites? It's because that Mr. Parr cannot identify as a Hebrew Israelite because he's a Christian evangelical, which means that his circle of of friends and his circle of information is of a man of a non melanated non melanated mm. group of people, and uh, probably he hasn't been affected by by the by the instance by the issues that uh are being being faced by the uh, Brianna Taylors the Aubrey the Aubrey um um, um I, I, yeah, I, Aubrey and and this, yes, this yes, last young man uh, who was killed by the Memphis police Tyree and Nichols, the numerous yeah. numbers in even in our in our generational time who are being mistreated by non-melanated people. Sure. And if you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me that melanated people in diaspora, I don't care if it's the United States, England, uh, the the UK, or wherever they live in the world, if you're going to tell me that their lives are weighed in the balance and they're not living in fear, yeah. you are really disconnected from from who you are. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> we know as evangelical Christians that this is talking about the Babylonian captivity. Now, we know as evangelical Christians, but you don't know about Hebrew Israelites. Hmm. Now, let me, let me, let me, oh my, come on, let me get, I don't got, got time is running out on me. Evangelical Christians are, are, they follow the narrative of their commentators. Sure. The commentators that they've gone to school to listen to are commentators 
that have taken their information from a group of commentators, which in historical writings come out of medieval, medieval Europe. Mm. So the medieval Europeans have written a commentary to try to explain what the history is of Hebrew Israelites. Come on, man. You can't, if you're not part of who we are, you can't write our history and define who it's talking about. That's right. Why wow. I can't, Mr. Parr, I can't write your, bi- your biography on the basis of something that somebody's passed down to me and told me and, 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 and try to make it accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a total, that's a misnomer. That's right. That's right. So you're trying to speak about Hebrew Israel and from your side of being evangelicals that y- this is what it's talking about. Well, it's what it's, ta- what it's talking about for you, mm. but that's not what it's talking about to the pure Hebraic individual who studies from the Masoretic text and listens to what the Most High and the prophets are saying. Well put. Hear, hear where God allowed his chosen people to be taken away to Babylon for 70 years of captivity, and then God allowed them to return to their land. That's how we believe these verses were fulfilled in prophecy. The the Hebrew Israelite says, no, no, no. This wasn't talking about the biblical uh, uh, nation of Israel. This is talking about the African people, right? Let's keep going. But the Lord, okay, among these nations, thou shalt yeah. find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. Were we resting in, in, uh, in slavery? No, we were picking cotton, right? So, but the Lord shall. So what he said, were we, he says, were we resting? This, he says, were we resting? Oh boy. No, we were picking. Who's the we? Right. Black folk. Mr. Parr, who's the we you're talking about? Are you talking about people your color? What we are you talking about, sir? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. Do you hear this? This all sounds like everything that Africans uh, experience in slavery. Again, th- this is, you're making it about Babylonian captivity. It's just a leg of what happened. You see... If we go through the book of Shelf Team, it's called the roller. You call it the roller coaster book. I call it the relapse book, where they get in and out of compliance all the time, and the Most High enacts the same judgment every single time. This is not just okay. They went into Babylonian captivity and came back to the land, and then that's it, one and done. That no, it's this is a part of a whole entire system, and it's sorry to say some of our Hebrew brethren that are prescribing to understand what's in text have really made it about one leg of this diaspora of this exile and that's not what it is and i'm sorry that you've got your information that's why we're here to provide clarity yes yes yes. that's the whole entire point you know everything that we're saying you can fact check you can fact check us no ease of life no rest trembling heart scared failing of eyes sorrow of mind uh, my melanated people, in this diaspora in the United States of America, does what he just said and does what text read, does that apply to the majority of people of melanated color 
in these United States. Uh, I'm going to do you one even better to answer your question. Yes. And it applies to those brothers and sisters that are in the Dominican Republic, Haiti, Jamaica, South America, anywhere that we've been dispersed. Same storyline anywhere you go. Yeah. It's just not it's not specific. isolated. It's not isolated to one one geographical yeah. area. Exactly. Here we go. And then the uh, another one. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee. You will doubt whether you'll even live again. And thou shalt fear day and night. And I, I don't know if the, I mean that. I could speak to that one. That one is. We're here in the United States, and you see that on the six o'clock news every, every day, single night, every night. Every night. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's the way it is in the UK and everywhere else where we're dispersed. That it was in the news this evening with the um, Department of Justice's uh, examination of the police department in in Kentucky. Mm. And it was deplorable. Mm. Deplorable. That if you're pulled over, that you fear for your life as to whether or not, you know, what's going to happen you're they're yanking you out of your car for no reason they're beating you for no reason and they're filming it and taking pictures of it for no reason a melanated man being stopped in the united states by a non-melanated person yes they fear for their lives Lives. yeah and people listen to this if you're melanated tell me you you tell me if that ain't so yeah agreed and shalt have none assurance of your life. You won't even be assured that you're going to live as a slave. See, so they read back in the black context into the scriptures and say, this is prophesying about us. And then perhaps the strongest one, which, and we'll keep this in a minimum. I don't want to go too long here, but the strongest verse that they'll look at (laughs) is Deuteronomy 28, 68. This is one of them, that Revelation 2, 9. Um, And it says this, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Now, a Hebrew Israelite will translate the word Egypt as bondage. I fact checked your, your, your text, Mr. Parr. Mm-hmm. You said that Devarim 2868 uh, is your Revelations 2 and 9. I went to Revelations 2 and 9, and Revelations 2 and 9 has nothing at all, nothing in it that talks about anything that you have mentioned Devarim 2868 talks about. Mm-hmm. It does talk about uh, <laughs> that you say that you are, you are Jews or Hebrews, but you are of the synagogue of Satan. Uh, it, 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 talk, it, talks about, it talks about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in Revelations 2 and 9 reads, I know how you are suffering and how poor you are, though in fact you are rich, and I know the insults of those who call themselves Jews but aren't. On the contrary, they are the synagogue of the adversary. Now that's what Revelations 2 9 says. Mm-hmm. Revelations 2 9 and 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 uh Devarim 28 28 are not the same text or information so i don't know what he's talking about he's completely off there okay they won't say this refers to the actual place of egypt on the map they'll say it really represents bondage so let's read it from their perspective the lord shall bring african people into bondage to america 
with ships. That's how we got there. Transatlantic slave. Purists do not read the text in that in that context. That is one hundred percent right. We don't read it in that context. Reread the text exactly the way it's written in the Mazora. Mm-hmm. We don't add to it. We'll take away from. We it. don't subtract from it. That's right. So he's not describing purists. He's describing individuals who call themselves Hebrews that are inside his Christian camp. Mm. Uh, slave trade. By the way, thou shalt see it no more again, and that there ye shall be sold unto your enemies. That's what we were. We were sold. Now, I, I got to say something else. Okay. We don't read in Macbethian. We don't. We don't read <laughs> right. in Macbethian language. That's right. It's driving me nuts. You're sick this Shakespearean Othelloan. And and who was Shakespeare? <laughs> was Shakespeare a melanated man or a non-melanated man? Who's Shakespeare? Right, right, right. Is he yeah. a European? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. We don't. <laughs> it's getting on my nerves. <laughs> right. Uh, unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Now I don't know how they interpret the last part, but the point is this, guys. I want you to see that this is how they take verses out of context, and this is how cults get started, okay? Now, I got to pause. He speaks about taking Scripture out of context. context. Wow. Listen. (laughs) The Greek text is criminal for doing that. Yeah. How... Cults are started. Listen, listen, listen. Every text in the Hebrew text that is lifted out of the Hebrew text and pasted into the Greek text and says this was done to fulfill this prophecy. When you read the when you read the, the text, the context, the pretext, and maybe you have to go back before that and read where they're saying that nothing in the Hebrew text lines up with what they're saying. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you talk about twisting, you talk about twisting yeah, you, you, text? Yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 definitely master's degrees and PhDs and doing that. Man, and this is how cults get started? Yes, <laughs> This is how Christian cults get started. Mm-hmm. And there are many of them. Yes. Hebrew Israel is not a cult. And if you call it a cult because people follow the word, because people follow the words of the Most High El, one has to be careful of blaspheming the Most High El who said to Hebrew Israel through all your generations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not a cult. Mm -hmm. Now, we got a lot to cover here, so let me just keep going here. What are some of their other beliefs? Well, because of this, there's some extremist groups that believe that Jews, and they're not the real children of Israel. No, no, no. We are Hebrew Israelites. We are the the true tribes of Israel. But they believe that that the Jews are just usurping their right to be God's chosen people. And therefore, they are anti-Semitic. Mm. All right, now you, let's, are, you literally explained that earlier. Yeah, well, the, well let's, let's go back again. Yeah. Let's, okay. go, let's go back again. Extremist groups believe that Jews, that's the Oxenazis, mm-hmm. are usurping their right 
uh, to being else chosen people and are therefore anti-Semitic. Well, no. Let's 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 deal with text. Sure. Here, Mr. Parr does not know scripture or the history of the Jews, particularly the Oxenazi Jews, nor does he know the history of melanated people in scripture. Two points to make, maybe more. Mm. Bereshit chapter number 10, verse 2. I read, the sons of Japhat were Gomer, Magad, Madi, Yovan, Tuvo, Meshach, Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Askenaz. Yes, there it is. The sons of Gomer were Askenaz. Mm-hmm. Riphat, Togomar. The next says that they are from Yephat or Japhat, along with the many Eurocentric nations, Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. If Mr. Parr does not know his European history, he should study it and find out who people are and how prophetic scripture is in what prophetic scripture is into this present age and time. Mm-hmm. The Oxenazi white Jews are people who are Khazar ancestry in the eighth century. They adopted Judaism. That's correct. Read your history. They adopted Judaism. Mm-hmm. So I can't be anti-Semitic against the people who are not Semitic. It's correct. Yeah, it's an impossibility. I can't be anti-Semitic. And, I, and, and listen, and, and by, me, by me giving this history, I'm not being, I'm not spewing hate. I'm spewing historical fact. There are several books, two books by uh, Elmer von Flasher, one named The Black Hebrews and the Black Christ. The other is named The Black Role in Bible. Another by Mal Ali called The Call of the Hebrews. And another by Janice Swinston, Go tell my people who they are. Then there are uh, the well-documented books by the Nation of Islam, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, How Jews Gained Control of the Black American Economy, another by the, the, another of them called Auction Sales, Jews Selling Blacks, with pictures of slave sale advertising by advertising by American Jews. All of these books are very well done and documented, document the Oxenazi's activities with the true people of the Most High, the nation of melanated Hebrew Israel. Before anyone calls anybody anti-Semitic or berates them, they should read these books and gain some knowledge. In Elmer von Flasher's writing, he points out the blackness with the Bible and how Oxenazis became Jews. You need to read. Mm. Mr. Parr, you need to read. Yeah. Before you come on trying to speak like you're an authority on something, you need to read. Mm. Know the facts before you speak as an authoritative of, uh, on Hebrew Israel and its melanation. <laughs> now, I need to explain this because I don't want to get in too, too much trouble with the Hebrew Israelites. You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're already in trouble. Israelite is an anti, uh, anti-Semitic. The, I'm talking about some of the extremist groups, the extremist groups. There's some extremist groups that are anti-Semitic. And so you have to understand that. Why? Because they believe that Jews are stealing their their identity, if you will. Right. So that's the idea. Now, I've already named several writings mm-hmm. that you can go to and you can look at and you can see what the 
quote, quote, he keeps using the word Jews, so I'm going to use his language, what the Jews have done. Mm. There's writings that, 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 that are very well written on that subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, and understand, I'm not angry with them. I'm not mad about them. But there are a lot of people uh, that have done bad things, to good people, whether you're melanated or whether you're not melanated. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that goes the full gamut of humanity. Sure. Um, some extremist groups believe that white people, sorry, all my white for brothers and sisters, but they believe that white people are deceiving people like me, a people of color, with a whitewashed version of Christianity. And therefore, white people cannot be descendants of Israel. Excuse me, white people cannot be descendants of Israel and therefore are evil and cannot be saved. Oh, I'm almost want to tackle that next time on in Exile. We, we got a few minutes left in this podcast. Let me say this. Okay? Oh, boy. His point about white people is not part of the purest Hebrews narrative. The purest Hebrew people that all believe that all people, according to Torah mitzvot, has a right mm at deliverance and being a part of the Hebrew Israelite. I read that for you already in Bamidbar, Numbers chapter 15 and chapter uh, 15 and 15. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you've got that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once again, guys, this is not every Hebrew Israelite that you will meet, but some of the extremists, which is why I put it in red bold, some of the extreme groups that you may see on YouTube and things of that nature, they subscribe to this idea that white people are evil, they enslave black people, mm-hmm. and then their punishment for enslaving African people is that they are going to be punished in the afterlife, and they cannot be saved because of what they've done to African people, all right? So, I mean, if white people are a nation of folk, that's not, that might even be applicable, but that's not the case at all. Listen, Sean, um, we're going to have to continue this discussion yes, sir. in a third podcast. Yes, sir. Um, Dear ones, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aghast, and I'm, I'm bewitched, bothered, and bewildered mm-hmm. by the words that have been coming out of this gentleman's mouth concerning Hebrew Israel. But this has been a venture at the most, and we still have some ground to cover that we're going to cover in the next podcast and um you know i I... yes sir (laughs) oh you're 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 aghast too i i i'm you know i hope i hope that the information that we're providing in contrast to what's being said uh that you will fact check what we're saying Uh out of scripture text and history and know your history if you're going to come to us come after us in any form or nature well this has been rabbi robert b holman jr and sean appleton and this has been hebrews Hebrews in in exile. exile shalom